Good afternoon and welcome to another episode of Effort I'm Doing a Podcast. I'm Curtis Harris. This is episode 10. And it's Thursday. Uh, I just decided to jump on and see how you're doing. How's your day going? How are you getting through the work day or just a regular day in general? You know? Sometimes you have to ask someone that just to, you know, see how they're doing because sometimes they probably don't have anyone to ask them that or who cares to ask them that. So it always helps. Whether I'm speaking to you in the void of my podcast and saying, how are you doing? Uh, As always, it's another podcast outside. It is going to rain its ass off in another hour. It looks very bluish, dark blue. Uh, and I'm just, I probably have another hour before it's pouring down. But I'll be back in working. About that. Uh, I decided to get on and talk a little bit about random bullshit that's on my mind. I think WWE is really doing a disservice to their fans. And I'm not going to start the memorial for WWE, but it's coming. I didn't expect it to end this way. I expected WWE and AEW to have competitive bouts now that they're live. Now that they got fans back in and they don't need a stupid Thunderdome and they can go back in and be as safe as possible and put on a great show and get feedback from the fans. And maybe that's why Vince McMahon is rapidly selling and getting rid of as many fan favorites as possible. We've watched, I've watched wrestling for a long time, over 20 years. And I've seen WWE change from its changing its name to different genres. And I was always impressed by how McMahon managed to, by how Vince McMahon managed to alter things from the Attitude Era to the post-Hogan Warrior Era to the Post rock stone cold era to where we are now, where you have a lot of young indie talent who went off to NXT, who unfortunately draw the short straw and ended up in WWE, expecting maybe they could change something. And I'd have been the same way. I'd have thought, well, wow, I'm going to make a difference. I'm going to become a superstar on the same level as Hogan, The Rock. Hell, as a as the honky tonk man, for Christ's sake! But that didn't happen because of those stars blowing up on their own without without being influenced by Vince McMahon. He couldn't deal with it. He tolerated DX because his son-in-law was a part of it, and he. His son-in-law didn't take off with his friends. 
to WCW. And the company has changed. Major stars, fan, major fan favorites like Kevin Owens, who should be holding the belt and going up against the likes of Brock Lesnar and winning. It doesn't happen like that. Vince has a type. For the women, you have to be tall, blonde, big boobs, and know how to look great in a bikini. And for the men, you have to be muscle-bound, very tall, ginormous in a way, and have a cute catchphrase here or there. And sometimes you don't need a cute catchphrase because wrestlers back in the 80s didn't have cute catchphrases. They just popped up out of nowhere and lifted you up high and roared like they were some kind of cartoon character. But that's his type. We've watched him bury every single woman that's not his type unless they knew how to play the game and make it their own. And I say this now because the women I'm going to praise are probably being released as I speak right now. So, who knows? Bailey knew how to play the game. Bailey turned not being a part of WrestleMania into her own thing. No matches for me? Fine. I'll just cut a couple of sketches, make some real awkward shit better than what it is. I mean, she was definitely needed during the whole Hogan-Titus hosting WrestleMania, which, by the way, Hogan's trash. Uh, Not the best idea, or not any idea that you're relevant when you've got someone who you keep trying to make relevant and think everyone is going to feel the same way you do. Not a great look. But Bailey took that and built it up some. Made it a better deal. And... I'm pretty sure Titus appreciated it. Her and Sasha put the company on their back during the greater part of the pandemic. And they held their own. They became the reason people went watched the show. From their ability to improvise and ad-lib and make it interesting. Telling their story. Bailey deserves all the flowers. And what kills me, though, is some of these wrestlers who've been released are not going to get a WWE Hall of Fame. There's not going to be a lot of them that are going to get that big Hall of Fame moment that I wanted to see. That's not going to happen now. I mean, are they going to convince in three years, two years... All the people that they released, hey, come to uh, be a part of the Hall of Fame or come be a part of our throwback night for old time's sake. So you can get buried by DX or the NWO because they're still relevant. I mean, if he wanted to make these people relevant some way, just rebrand them. The fans would have accepted a new DX led by one of the old guard. 
or a new NWO led by the old guard. Yeah, it'd have been oh for the fan it'd have been fan service, but done right, if the writing was on money, it would have worked. But they didn't get that. Instead, they got released. Bailey still has a job, thank goodness. Uh, Becky Lynch, who signed a huge contract a year before the pandemic, she still has a job. But I don't know for how long. I mean, everyone right now online is going, is he selling the company? On YouTube, there's all these, is he selling the company stories? Is he selling the company? I'm going to stick with my guns on this and my gut as a wrestling fan. He's selling the company to NBC. All the rights and property, catchphrase and whatnot, are now going off to NBC's IP. All the content, boom, there you go. Braun Strowman, major match with Roman Reigns, part of NBC. And it's sad that they did this. That they didn't get to have a last major match to thank the fans. The fans should have at least been able to see those wrestlers release last match live. They deserve better. And I know everybody's going, well, they just go to AEW. Okay, fine. They go to AEW. AEW, AEW has elevation. They have dark both on YouTube and kicking Raw's ass and holding their own on Tuesday night. They have a new show called Rampage, which is probably going to reformat to have more wrestling, so to speak. It was going to be just an hour. It may be more now. But that's where we are right now. That's where we are as a company right now. As a company right now. The way that Nick Khan did this to the wrestlers is how you would treat a retail worker. I've been with the company for a long time. I've seen how they use budget cuts as their reasons for firing somebody. And I'm sitting there going, God damn. This major company is no different than the company that I'm with or a Target or uh, I don't know, Sally's Beauty Supply. Sorry, dude, budget cuts. Meanwhile, they're raking in a new deal every other week that's making more money for them. I immediately think of this man holding the money, holding a big wad of money and just smelling it, you know, and flipping it around because that's Vince fans are pissed as they should be Mickey James was crying on the busted uh, busted open podcast earlier and it broke my heart to hear that because Mickey James deserves everything Mickey James and Trish Stratus for you kids that may have missed it they had one of the best angles for females. It wasn't this I hate you because you do this. It it wasn't mean girl bullshit that a lot of you were subjected to for 15 years. 
that you see all the time on WWE that gives majors, people like Nikki and Brie, that kind of power. It wasn't Mean Girl bullshit. These women threw it down. They put on a great match. And you won't see it on the WWE Network, but Mickey does something in her match with Trish that, while controversial, that shit hit hard for me. Because I was like going, oh my God. She ain't playing around because she was in her character. What her character is supposed to be. Her character would do that kind of shit. So, I was all for it. But these ladies threw it down. They, and that's when I went, wow. Women's wrestling isn't wrestling in jello with Lawler screaming misogynistic shit like the puppies. It's moved beyond that. Elevation brought a tear to my eye. Elevation. When they did the Evolution, Women's Evolution uh, pay-per-view, that brought a tear to my eye because these women were able to show it out and show who they are, and it wasn't misogynistic. It was matches that were that were really good. Storylines that they, some of the storylines they had in this were, were more solid based, not based on cheerleader, mean girl bullshit. It was great. It was about titles and belts, and I, I love that shit. They had the Mae Young Classic in it. I love that shit. But now, here we are. Where the company is ready to sell. They're ready to sell all their content. They're ready to change wrestling forever. And I want to be dramatic and get sad about it all. And I should. But that's what's going to happen. We worked real hard to see. They worked real hard to see this go down. And it's a shame that it's happening. It really is. It's a, it's a goddamn shame that it's happening. Uh... They're all going to have other future matches to come. They're going to do amazing work wherever they're at, and it's going to be awesome to see. AEW hopefully can regroup and start making plans for these new people coming in. And people go, well, it's just going to be a bunch of WWE people, yada, yada, yada. Impact has WWE people. Ring of Honor has WWE people. New Japan has WWE people. So, how's that any different? Oh, I get it. It's because it's AEW and you're pissed off. Be pissed off at creative being the drizzling shits and not giving you what you wanted as a fan. Be pissed off at Vince McMahon for not bringing in any creative people to bring anything new to the table blame this man's handlers who knew this was a bad look and continue to let him do this stupid shit the stupid storylines that you have to put up with prior to what's to come there's going to be more releases and 
they're going to really hit hard because I don't think a lot of our favorites are going to uh, get through this unscathed. I mean, do we really think Rick is going to make one more release before getting cut? The last thing I want to see is the Titanic of wrestlers left over. I mean, I get it. You got the you got to have a structure that look like you're competent. So those wrestlers are not going to get released. But this is almost like they're going to turn off the lights on what they have and call it a day. I wonder what Seth and Roman are thinking right now. Roman's going to be a Hollywood star. Seth has got his training facility that he can, you know, he can send his wrestlers over to Ring of Honor, AEW, Impact. He's a dad now. So things are hitting different for him, I'm pretty sure. Uh, Moxley was the smartest one when it came to getting out and wanting to get out and demanding it to get out. FTR, they knew that some shit was going to go down and it wasn't going to be pretty. And they got out when the getting was good. Miro, he got out when the getting was good. Everyone else that's just suddenly being released out of nowhere, I'd be I'd be prepared. I'd be making sure that my makeup kit is uh, put up in my locker and ready for moving away. Uh, I'd be ready for I'm ready to keep my locker light because you never know what's gonna happen. Nick Khan, Nick Khan looks like seems like someone who doesn't care about his employees. So he's just firing left on left and right. Anyone left over is going to piss everybody off because even Marie, even Marie is going to get some tight, amazing heat and not in a good way. So there'll probably be some cute video packages for her those first uh, few weeks of live people because they're not going to be pretty that first week. She comes out there live just bopping around, competing for the women's championship against Rhea Ripley who's going to continue not being the Rhea Ripley of NXT because creative doesn't know what the fuck they're doing but we'll see all I can say is going to be interesting and hopefully uh, there's not going to be any more releases right now but for real, I'd be thinking about that big deal I made with the company and just expecting maybe it's time to think about where I'm going to live or think about my finances. This is Curtis Harris, and this has been another episode of Epic. I'm doing a podcast, and we will talk again shortly.